Welcome back. Tuesday morning after the long weekend and uh, weather is cool today, but cooperating as the week trudges along, we are actually going to see some fairly nice and warm temperatures heading through this short week for many. And uh, of course, it's family week, so lots of the kids out of school this week enjoying maybe some nice outdoor activities. Speaking of kids and school, we are expected to hear from the Teachers Federation. The Saskatchewan Teachers Federation have a news conference a little bit later on this morning to talk a little bit about what's going on in other provinces when it comes to the challenge of classroom complexity. And uh, we might even hear a little bit more about their plans going forward. Still at a stalemate with the province when it comes to bargaining their contract. Coming up this morning, a full show today. Lots of great discussions for you to weigh in on we're going to talk hockey culture amidst the sexual assault charges for the world junior players and what does that mean for us and how we have conversations with our family about hockey hockey culture and when your favorite hockey player is dealing with sexual assault charges how do those conversations go with the kids Shelter wars continue to heat up in Saskatoon. We talked a bit about this last week. Uh, we will be picking up where we left off this morning. A pastor in Saskatoon has written a letter to the Premier, essentially asking that that Fairhaven shelter be shut down. I've got Tribal Chief Mark Arcand of the Saskatoon Tribal Council joining me this morning, and we'll talk about his reaction to that and what needs to happen when it comes to investment in our province. And speaking of that, what about healthcare investments? Are they enough? We're going to hear from the Saskatchewan Health Authority this morning, and then we'll open up the phone lines and we'll hear from you. Well, even though it's not Monday morning, it feels like a good time for Monday morning coffee. Well, he's been down in the basement drinking coffee for about the last four hours. Coffee? What? Somebody says something about coffee. You boys want some coffee? All right, make it extra large, two sugars, lots of cream. Step into the Evan Bray Cafe. This is Monday Morning Coffee. On Tuesday morning. I mean, it's a long weekend, and I said, we we got to start. We got to ease our way back into it. And I'm very excited. My guest for Monday Morning Coffee, University of Regina President, Dr. Jeff Keshen. Morning, Evan. How are you doing? Thank you very much for coming in this morning. I appreciate having you in studio. My pleasure. How was the weekend? Did well, you, you get a long weekend? course i do i get a long weekend um you know it was a little bit of work and uh visiting some friends and uh took some time to watch some of the stadium series with hockey i was amazed to see that i'm a big hockey fan so who would have thought that we would see seventy nine thousand in new york city and then seventy thousand in new york i <laughs> sorry new jersey to watch that I game know. so it's kind of an interesting weekend and i'm a big islander fan so that I know. that new york game didn't go the way i would play philly i think didn't they no and, they no, played no, the rangers the, no the yeah. rangers and the islanders right, yeah. the rangers and islanders but the but the devils were playing the flyers yeah. and yeah. they beat them six three i know and, the, and my aisles were up for most of the game and i had a couple of buddies from regina that were down there in in the stadium watching the game, getting texts through the game. Isles were up all the way, and then they lose in overtime. I think that was the controversial goal, wasn't it? Yes, yes very so controversial. You Thank did, you for bringing that did you, up. Did you think it was, did you think <laughs> uh, it was legitimate? I, I mean, I, I'm not going to cry oh, over right. spilt milk. I'm just going to move on. You're agnostic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you watch any curling? Are you a curling fan? I am a curling fan. You know, I come from most recently out in western Newfoundland, Team Gushu. Uh, in Newfoundland was, of course, they have the highway named after them near St. John's. Right. Um, and I think with curling, I have curled before. I'm not really very good at it. Uh, but You're a curler. I, I wouldn't call myself a curler. What I would call myself is having tried curling. And <laughs> um, 
But you know what I do miss in curling? Um, and and you, you're a curling fan. Uh, right? Yeah, I, I enjoy it, yeah. And you're old school, I suppose, as well. When well I speak, didn't know there was such a thing as well, old school curling. Well, when I say curling. old school, what do, you, what do you think I'm thinking about was, was the noise of curling? The brooms. The brooms. I miss the brooms. <laughs> I don't like the swish, swish, swish. I, I always love that. Sound effects by Dr. Jeff Cashin this morning of the University of Regina, who is joining me for Tuesday morning coffee. You are, though, a sports fan, aren't you? I, I mean, I see you at... Uh, U of R athletics events constantly, whether it's hockey, basketball, you're out track and field. You're out at a lot of them. Well, I, I enjoy I enjoy watching the Cougars and the Rams play. Um, you know, we have a lot of good teams at the university. The women's team and men's team in basketball are heading off to the playoffs right now. Our soccer team with Astrid and Mallory, who works at this station, mm-hmm. assistant coach, uh, made it to the playoffs and actually had a playoff win, which was quite extraordinary because. You know, comparatively speaking, our weather isn't ideal for soccer. Um, and uh, the team performed brilliantly, and they were playing some really stiff competition. So, yeah, I really do enjoy going out for the games. But that goes way back when I was growing up in Toronto. I used to go, you know, to the Leaf games. I used to go to the – I do go to the to the Rough Riders games now, and I <laughs> and I do have my Rough Riders jersey. But I grew up in Toronto, and I and I do have a real soft spot for the Argos. Really? Was, oh, absolutely. It's the You're I, the one, well, or two, because Frank is cheering in the booth. He's an Argo guy, too. Well, you know, I used to go down in the back of a pickup truck on the DVP to watch the Argos play at old CNE Stadium. And one of the things I really lament now is... Okay, well, just hang on. Okay, hang on here, Dr. Keshin. You went in the back of a pickup truck. Yes, we used to go as a group down to the Argo games but so the, and, and see any stadium. Did the people and, driving the truck know you were in there? Of course they did. It was my, <laughs> it was my brother okay. um, and, and a bunch of guys as well. But CNE stadiums used to have these pillars on it, and there's the only empty seats behind the pillars because they were obstructed view. In those days, the Argos were the show in town along with the Leafs, and the Argos used to draw 50,000-plus. So... It was nice to see them do very well, but for the good of the CFL, which we all love, like to see the Argos start to get that attention that they used mm-hmm. to get. Well, well, you must be pumped to have Corey Mace here. Well, yeah, I mean, it's but um, you know, the other thing about the CFL that I find is that when I was growing up, and I don't know if any of your your listeners feel the same, is that I used to know the players very well. They had longevity with the teams, and I find that in sports in general is that you you can't get a real sense of who's with the team from year to year. And when I grew up, I mean, it was people like Dave Ramey and Bill Simons and Zen and Andrew Shishin. And, uh, and of course, here, Gene Mikowski was here for 17 years. And, and I find that with sports, um, it's tough to keep track of the players because they shift between the teams so much mm-hmm. nowadays. A little more, little more turnover, for yeah. sure. But I'm, I'm always appreciative of that. So you've been here now since it was the summer of, of 21, correct? Um, good. I'm a historian, you should know, but sort of recent history gets muddled. Let me think. Uh, yeah, it was during the, it was during COVID. <laughs> That's right. And I came in July of 2021. That's right. Yeah. And so, I mean, you're now into almost the done three years in. In Regina and at the University of Regina, how are you enjoying not just the city but the province? I love Regina. Uh, love the province as well. Uh, for you know, some of your listeners actually might have noted that we go to schools across the province. I really enjoy joining the re- joining the recruiters, and I've been as far north as oh my gosh, we were we were in a plane going to Eel Lacrosse and La Loche and down south to Maple Creek and have been to. I just got back very recently from LaRange and from PA. I've been there a number of times. And I think that's sort of my favorite travel is to go out and, and visit all basically the communities throughout Saskatchewan. Regina is very much of a community. And we've, as you know, we've gotten to know a lot of people. And I, 
And I feel that about Saskatchewan. It's really quite special to visit in all the communities, to go to all the high schools, to tell the students about uh, the University of Regina and to, and to really encourage them as a, as a place that would embrace them. So we've enjoyed it as a family, and I've really enjoyed traveling the province and getting to know people. Dr. Jeff Keshen is my guest this morning, the president of the University of Regina. So you and I got to know each other uh, through my past role with the police. And at one point you said you really wanted to come out and you wanted to ride shotgun in a police car and you wanted to work a night shift. And so just before I retired, we made that happen. I wish it was Starsky and Hutch. (laughs) And you showed up with sandals. I did. Jeff. But you know why? I'll tell you why. All right. Let me tell you why. Because I knew that you'd be wearing the uniform. I was undercover that night, all right? So, <laughs> Oh, you were undercover. I said, as soon as and, you and walked I really, up, I said... And I, re- and I really appreciated that you got me play with the radio as well to call in the, call in the things. <laughs> Listen, you showed up and I said, you're wearing sandals. What if we get in a foot chase? And you said, are we going to get I'm in a foot chase? S- I'm swift. <laughs> <laughs> Very and, 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 and And I knew that you would protect me in those, in those really difficult yes. situations. So what, did, what was your impression, though, of that night that uh, we were out? You were out for quite a, quite a while into the night uh, that night. What, what did you think? It only gave me a taste of, um, of what the police deal with. But in all seriousness, I came to the appreciation of how demanding and how tough the job is. Um, you know that we stopped by a place where a gentleman had barricaded himself in, in, in a garage. Mm-hmm. And um, there were um, five officers there, and he had a weapon. And, uh, and he was obviously high on something mm-hmm. as well. And you had a negotiator. You had someone who was ready with the taser. You had a number of other police officers as well. He tried to talk that that individual out of the house, and it was very tense. And I remember saying to you, I don't know how it is that you can really stand there with this evident danger uh, for such a long period of time. Keep your cool. Keep your composure. I was so impressed with the officers that you had there with you as well. Um, and um, and then go home and sort of decompress from that as well. It gave me a greater appreciation of the of the tenseness and the demands of the job. And, and you know that at the University of Regina, we work with um, the issue of post-traumatic stress disorder of course, and, yeah. um, and, uh, and online cognitive thera- therapies. And it just gave me a huge appreciation of the, of, uh, the skill that you have to have as, a, as an officer. And well, I know that you appreciate the, you yeah, appreciate the great 100%. work that your force yeah, did. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I love the fact that you were willing and, and took the initiative to come out that night and we were able to squeeze it in and we got a good picture. You and, your, you and your sandals. Uh, I stood, it was good. Yeah, I stood. Um, I stood behind you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. We've got U of R President Dr. Jeff Keshin with me this morning for Monday morning coffee on a Tuesday morning edition. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit about how things are going at the university. There's some some federal moves to limit the number of international students. How that's impacting you at the university. That and a bit more when we come back on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Coffee on a Tuesday morning after the long weekend and Dr. Jeff Keshin from the University of Regina is with me this morning, the president of the U of R. So, Dr. Keshin, you've had uh, a couple of announcements recently where the federal government is limiting the number of international students that can come into Canada and study at places like the U of R. What implications will that have for you and the team at the U of R? 
Well, they could have quite significant implications for the university, the entire university sector. If Saskatchewan does not get its fair share of the cap that's the that the federal government's putting out, just very briefly, the federal government says that the that the country can put out six hundred thousand applications. Of that six hundred thousand, three hundred and sixty thousand can come to the country. That's based on a sixty percent conversion rate. International students don't tend to convert sixty percent. So that's the first issue. But even if on, on that basis, if we take Saskatchewan's population at 3%, that should mean 18,000 applications from the province and 10,800 new students come in. That's fine. So it's really important that we have two things. One is Saskatchewan with room in this province for international students who add such dynamism into our, into our province, who provide jobs and create jobs and create opportunities and, and all that. Um, and also the fact is that at the University of Regina, we have hundreds of rooms uh, available on our campus to welcome these students. We need those, we need that, those numbers, first of all. The second point is that, the, is that the federal government through IRCC and working with our provincial partners have been trying really strong. Our government in, in, uh, in Regina has been a fantastic partner to work with. They need to go ahead to provide what's called the provincial attestation papers to get out into market because IRCC has demanded this new requirement if a student doesn't have it, they don't get to come in. Um, so all of this needs to be worked out very soon because we have approximately 700 students that are waiting in the queue to start spring-summer session. So this could starts, implicate this this spring. So we had 560 students last, uh, last spring who came into the university. Uh, we have about uh, 4,500 international students as a whole. But if those students don't, to, don't start to get processed very soon, they will look elsewhere, mm-hmm. and they will look to other countries where we're not, where they're not putting up these same these same bureaucratic processes. Um, so uh, we need clarity, we need our fair share, and we need to get out and market so ASAP. Who are you working? Are you working with? I'm assuming your minister's Gord Wyant, Advanced Education Minister. You work through him to help get the province help you with this process the province has been trying really hard province has been a great partner uh, rebecca carter is the adm is sorry is the dm and others in advanced education so we're all working very hard to get saskatchewan its fair share we provide the documentation to immigration refugees and citizenship canada and to also clear the bureaucratic uh, processes so we can get out into market and have those attestation papers and start to process those students. We've only got about a minute left, uh, Dr. Keshin, but while I've got you, the Global Institute for Energy, Mines and Society, that was uh, an agreement signed between you, the U of S, and SAS Polytech um, just before Christmas. That sounds uh, like a great step forward for our province. Tell me why that was important. Well, we know that in each one of the institutions, just like we're working with nuclear as well, with SAS Poly and uh, University of Saskatchewan, that no one institution in a relatively small province population-wise has the capacity to do these things on their own. However, working in tandem with our post-secondary partners, we can create the capacity to create to establish something that's quite substantial in mining, which is in critical earth minerals, which is absolutely essential for this province, and also in small modular reactors. So. We have been working through our research offices with both of our partner institutions and signed the agreement uh, with the Premier in uh, Dubai to create this new this new institute. It does not have to have a physical home, um, but it speaks to collaboration, cooperation, industry partnerships, and we think that we can build the capacities together to have something which is quite substantial for the province and area that relates to the growth plan. All right, we are out of time, Dr. Keshin. 
I appreciate I've had you beside me in the police car. Now I've had you beside me in the studio. We'll have to do this again soon. Next time on the curling rink as well. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Dr. Jeff Keshin, president of the University of Regina, and my guest for a special edition of Tuesday Morning Coffee right here on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.